You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, who knew that a 1981 Burt Reynolds movie would be in the news today? But hey, look at that. A new Cannonball Run record has been set, but should it count? Charch is with me, and we've got a lot to cover from Goodell's basement draft podium to Dak's possibly illegal party, and of course, Easter candy versus Halloween candy. All that and more in your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me. It's locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Monday, April 13th, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Behold, Simi. Life. Real life. Real A life. thing that we have been denied for far too long. <laughs> Good morning, my neighbors! Hey, fuck you! Yes! Yes! Fuck you, too! No, not real life. There it is, the uncensored version just for you here on the podcast uh, from Coming to America. And I'm telling you, when we do get back to real life, people are going to get after it like crazy. They're going to be so eager to get up and go to work. They're going to have their clothes on early. They're going to be like, this is great. So there will be, I think, some positives out of this. Anyway, hope you had a great Easter. Quite the controversy in some parts of the country regarding Easter services about church congregations, drive-up, drive-through type of services. I'm not going to get into it, but it it is not good all around. Not America's finest moment to say the least. Okay, speaking of church, I'm stealing this bit, if you don't mind. This is the Mississippi Mass Choir, and yes, it is the song that Scott Van Pelt famously uses to open his awesome Van Pelt Center late at night. And it's meant to say, yeah, it's one in the East, game's just finished, but I ain't tired. Let's look at the highlights. I'm only stealing this bit because I love it, and it's how I feel right now about day 33 of No Sportsmageddon Apocalypse. I've got things I want to talk about. I'm eager to talk about. I'm not struggling for things to talk about right now. I'm sad that sports are down, obviously. I'm concerned for people's health. I'm concerned for the economy. I'm concerned for civil liberties, but... I'm not tired. I I got plenty of stuff to talk about. 
I'm built for the long haul, baby, so let's do this. By the way, I've got to get myself to a genuine, bona fide, southern church like this. Is this a Baptist church? Whatever denomination. I mean, I want one where it is rocking and rolling and swaying and flowing. I want to feel the spirit of Jesus through me. And I'm not even that religious per se, but I would love to go to one of these. It would be a hoot. All right. Here is a, here's the story I want to lead with today, then we'll get to charge. The tradition of dangerous coast-to-coast driving record attempts goes back to the 1970s when one Cannonball Baker had a Sea to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy dash presented as a drunken, fraternizing party on loud, colorful wheels in the 1981 comedy Cannonball Run. A team of three anonymous people is believed to have taken the sport to the next level by using a relatively low-profile, unmarked family sedan, an Audi A8, and taking advantage of freeways emptied by the coronavirus, they shaved about an hour and 10 minutes off of the previous record of 27 hours, 25 minutes to go coast to coast from California to New York City. Alex Roy, the host of the No Parking Podcast, and 2006 transcontinental record holder says the latest run reported to have taken place in April on April 4th but only was revealed in recent days was irresponsible given the intent of stay-at-home orders across the country to stop the spread of coronavirus. Yeah, but they didn't leave their car except to refuel. These things are always irresponsible, said Roy, even in normal times. The consequences now are very different. If any other time, if one arrives safely, then no harm, no foul. In theory, morally questionable for sure. A run now brings with it the unknown. Did I touch a fuel pump? Did I transmit the virus? Please. Did I contribute to the problem in an immeasurable way? No. Once you enter into the zone of doing such a thing today, one can never know if you can say no harm, no foul. Okay, that's the politically correct thing to say. Atlanta car enthusiast Ed Bolian, who says he's seen documentation of the run and has therefore become the main source of news for the new record claim, says another asterisk, though, is perhaps warranted. No traffic? Is that fair? Said Bolian, it certainly counts. It's not as though they didn't do it. Does that remain the mark to beat for the future pursuit of cannonballing? Who knows? Uh, Bolian himself set the record in 2013 by breaching speeds of up to 158 miles per hour in a Mercedes-Benz CL55. Uh, he said, uh, right, he did say on his YouTube channel that the national shutdown would be the perfect time to go out and try to set a new cannonball run record. And somebody has done that. Speaking of cannonball run, this was the movie starring, story of an you'll hear it, Burt Reynolds, Farrah Fawcett, Dom DeLuise, and more. Don't tell me your name. I'll just call you beauty. You must be a sensitive person. Great. Great lines, huh? Great dialogue. <laughs> I'm trying to be. And his best friend. I am Captain Chaos. Been a cop long. And a family doctor. Leash. Come on right here. And how they all set out one day in an ambulance from New York to California at 150 miles per hour. California, here we come. But they aren't the only ones. The great thing about Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run. 
is that it's 1981. And so... No CGI. All real stunts with real cars. On his team, Farrah Fawcett. Are you one of those volleyballers? Cannonballs. Dom DeLuise. Farrah Fawcett in her prime. And here comes the competition. Yeah, hurry up, you little... Dean Martin. We happen to be in a race. Dean Martin. Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis. Where'd you get all that jewelry? Take a layup. Layup. Mel Tillis and Terry Bradshaw. Mel Tillis, Terry Bradshaw. Jackie Chan. They... They drove their car into a swimming pool. A real swimming pool. Roger Moore. And Roger Moore. James Bond of the day. Reckless. We're in kind of a hurry, so if you could just bless it a little bit. Unscrupulous. Oh, I gotta bless her. Oh, I'm sorry, Father. She's a Zen Buddhist. Yeah, you desperate character. Ready. Fire. By land. By sea. They're in airplanes. They're on boats. They'll do anything. Drive anything. Say anything. It's hard to understand you. When I called you, I was doing 140 miles an hour. And stop at nothing. Normally I drive right around the speed limit. We all make mistakes, miss. But 160? To win the Cannonball Run. Yeah, we're looking good. Come on, faster! Cannonball Run. The only movie to get over 200 tickets before it even opens. Anyway, they made a Cannonball Run too, 1981 and 1984. And I need, I want to go and watch the original movie. I, I would like to see the whole thing. I, I don't know where it resides. I think I saw the full movie on YouTube, but you might have to subscribe to YouTube for it. I also want to watch it on my big screen, so I got to make sure I've got that hooked up. Eh, probably more trouble than it's worth. That said, I know a guy who is not more trouble than he is worth. You know him, you love him. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. I didn't get you in time. I got to time that better somehow. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Hey, I heard you got some snow up there in April, eh? Saw it on your social media, eh? At this time yesterday, it was so warm here. It was 60 degrees, and I'm on my deck having... It was too warm for whiskey. I was having gin and tonics. Too warm the, for whiskey. No it's such thing. Too warm thing. for whiskey. So I and now I'm four inches in deep. Four inches of snow. It's four ridiculous. Inches. Wow. An Easter sucker punch from yes. old man winter. Just just one more punch on the way out the door. That's called living in Minnesota, Charge. It really is. It happens every year, and it pisses me off every damn year. You think I'd be used to it by now, but no. Absolutely not. Yeah. So I'd start with a simple, so how you hanging in there? But I'm going to be perfectly honest. A, you don't, I don't care. Well, I mean, I kind of care as long as everything's <laughs> fine. And, and you're here talking to me on the podcast, so I assume things are fine. But I just don't want to talk about it. I'm actually quarantining from my friends right now. I'm not talking to pretty much any of them. 
Mm-hmm. Can they tell the difference? <laughs> no, of course they can tell the difference. I think they're, <laughs> I think some of them are kind of miffed at me, and I think and everyone is different in this regard. Okay, here's the reason why I'm not talking to them. I'm quarantining my own angst, anger, uh, you know, hostility, frustration, nervousness, everything else. If I call them, the conversation is going to turn to the obvious, the elephant in the room. And, mm-hmm. and not only do I not want to spread those negative things because I can't avoid them, but here's the other thing, Charge. Normally when you talk to your friends, you talk about what happened in the game last night, what thing you're looking forward to doing in a week or two weeks or a month or just normal stupid shit. And all of that is off the table right now. And so therefore the only thing to talk about is what I don't want to talk about. This whole situation. Angers up the blood like fried food does, so, so said Satchel Page once upon a time. The the funny thing about that is, more often than not, if I let's say I take a phone call with a mutual friend of you know my wife and I, and I will chat for whatever twenty minutes or something, we'll get done, and she will say, "Well, how's how's he doing? How's the family?" And, and I will say. I don't know. No. I, I don't ask, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, normally in a conversation with me and my friends, I'm not like, so Steve, how are you doing? <laughs> how are, you know, how are juniors did, grades? What's going yeah, on? Does she have right. a boyfriend? Those are not man things to talk about. If there's something that is of significance, like, Hey, you know what? My daughter got her first dick pics the other day. Oh my God, what'd you do? That's that's a guy thing to talk about. But just general stuff, we don't. I would get this all the oh. time playing golf, where I'd play golf with a friend, and my wife would say, oh, how is Chip? How's he doing? And I'd say, fine. And she'd be like, oh, what's what, what's his wife doing? What the kids? i go, you know what? We didn't talk about it. And she looks no. at me like, you were on the golf course with him for five Four hours. Four hours, right. And I simply say, well, never came up. <laughs> I'm like, funny how it never came up. What did you talk about? I'm like, I don't know. Good shot, bad shot, what the conditions of the greens are, scores in a baseball game. Who knows? Just guy shit. Small stuff. Guy shit. Yes. Not how you're, you know, you know what? If here's the thing, when, if you and I are on the golf course for four or five hours, if there's something important for me to know, like you've got cancer, You'll tell me. Jesus It'll come Christ. up. You'll, you'll mention it. <laughs> On the right? golf course, first time. Well, I, what hole should you bring up your cancer <laughs> diagnosis charge? Is that a, a front nine or a back nine kind of that's, thing? That's the diversion from the quadruple bogey is what that is. That's the diversion from the eight, the snowman. Charge, you know, charge God. I got to tell you, if I was playing golf with you and you were my friend, and you hit me with a cancer diagnosis during the round, I'd probably, I'd, I'd say, well, you don't have to worry about the cancer. Why not? Because I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, this is no, this is no way to whammy a friend. You know what okay. I mean? All right. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's back it up a cancer and just go herpes. <laughs> not much you know, better. So, you know, if, you know, I, I don't think I have a, a hole. I don't think I'm the first hole in the tea box. I have an obligation to mention my recent herpes diagnosis. Hey, uh, hey, uh, charge. That's a nice drive there. By the way, I got herpes. That's kind of sucks. <laughs> Gonna be with you me gotta, for life. 
<laughs> I, I knew I shouldn't have fucked that Puerto Rican hooker. God, was that a mistake? Uh, that's. I think you could bring that up any any time over the course of eighteen holes. Yeah, I'm I think. Just, I think. Yeah. yeah, I just. It's one of those things where I don't want to talk about. What do you think? Best case, worst case, what's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. Theory this, theory that. I know a friend. Yeah, I do too. Ah, it's a, it's a bit much right now. Now, I'm not starving for things to talk about in sports. I said that before you came on. It's just it's just so sad to be without sports. It, it feels like we're now at the part of uh, Castaway where we've crashed through the waves with Wilson mm-hmm. on board the makeshift little sailboat, and we're now out on the open ocean. And the days are getting more and more melted together. And yes. it's just feeling weirder and weirder because this is the longest any of us of any of us have gone without sports in our life. Oh, for sure. I mean, normally we have one day off a year, the day after All Star Break. That's it. Right. That's the you know, one day without sports. You know, now here we are into whatever week. Four, five. They were starting week five, I believe. Day thirty-three and of no sports apocalypse, Mageddon. There we go. the The NFL draft is coming around the bend, and that helps, right? So now we've got the draft. It's going to be incredibly popular. Everybody's going to watch it. It's going to it's going to be the I think the most watched draft, not only for the fact that it's sports, it's the NFL, but also just to see how they're handling it. You know, we're going to I'm going to be watching Roger Goodell in his basement announcing picks. That's you know that that's going to be fascinating. Yeah, but that, after but but after that, Zabe, then what? Then it's going to get really rough. Then mm-hmm. May May is going to be a real struggle. Um, yeah. But you know what? Uh, we're going to find a way through it. Uh, and again, May first is going to look a lot different than right now, which is April thirteenth. June first is going to look even more different from May first, mm-hmm. and I think the different is going to be an absolute better different. I don't know to yeah. what degree better, but I know that's the trend line. Agreed. Um, and I, I, it, it looks, it, you know, there was a time, there was a time not that long ago that people were predicting 2 million American deaths. I mean, you know, so, you know, this is, you know, the scale and scope of this seems to be contracting at least somewhat. And the signs are at least somewhat positive. And as the more that happens, I think the more viability of having some kind of sports happening some way, yeah. real sports happening some way, it, you know, it becomes, it becomes viable again. And with that, we will uh, knock on wood we're done. and then we're yeah. done. Exactly. Moving done. on. You, yes. you had a tweet, which was absolute genius. You talked about how with nobody going nowhere these days, you went and called your car insurance company and dialed your insurance down to damn near zero, and you yes. expect to save nearly $300 this month? Well, it turns out it's not a month. That's what I'm paying. First of all, first of all, like, how much crazy. are you paying for insurance? How many accidents <laughs> have you been in? <laughs> My, well, yeah, when you've got seven DUIs and, and, it's a, and, on, and you own two Maseratis, um, <laughs> No, it, it as it turns out, my my savings is going to be about three hundred dollars per half year, so it'll be about six hundred dollars for the year. But it's still significant, and so my it's wife and I three hundred dollars. But how yes. do you know you're not going to drive for six months? I think that's not going to be well, the I can, case. I can well, I can turn it back on whenever I want. So you know, my wife and I are so never, you won't so you won't save gone. so you won't save three hundred because after two months you're going to have to turn it back up to full volume. 
Quite possibly, yes. Okay. So on a on a per month basis, it's you know I'm down to like seventy bucks or something. I don't know, fifty bucks. So fifty bucks. But nevertheless, it seems like it's worth it because we're, there's never two cars gone at the same time. Right. I, I leave the house two times a week. That's it. So why, so, am, why do I have insurance? So wait a minute. So you have two cars that are not yet paid off, two newer-ish cars? No, they're paid off. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah. So what did you drop? Collision? I dropped everything down to comprehensive, which means that um, at least on one of the cars. So I've got one of the cars says down to comprehensive, which is like $40 a year. And it's basically if the house burns down with a car in it, I'll get a, re- you know, I'll get another car. Well, you That's still about have it. To, you or still if have it gets to have, stolen. You don't, you still have to have liability in case you smash into somebody. I don't, at least wow. not in Minnesota. And I shouldn't be driving it. It's uninsured. It's against the law for me to drive it. No way. So, so if you take your car out for a spin, you're totally naked insurance-wise. I am. I'm and totally naked. And you're illegal, too. And I'm illegal. Now, <laughs> that, that doesn't mean I wouldn't. Now, my wife's car, we're at normal coverage. Um, and I think pretty much every, which is, which is great, pretty much every insurance company is giving, uh, is giving massive rebates to everybody. Mine is State Farm. They're giving a 20% rebate. Why? Uh, which, frankly, why? Because nobody's driving. Oh, no You're going to get one, too. You're going to get one, too. You watch. Virtually everybody's doing it. I better call my company. and I don't even know who I – who do I have? Let me look at my wallet here. I never use them. It's like paying for insurance easy. Collecting on insurance. Oh, God. Tell me about it. <laughs> it's, it's a lot Unbel- harder. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, Zabe, I had, <laughs> I had a series you – were in, uh, you were in the basement of my old house, the yes. lower level of my old house. We were on, um, we were, we were built in a very wet area and I had a, I had a basement flood in the oh. first year I was there oh, when my, when my sump pump didn't turn on <laughs> and do it. uncovered because I did not have the sump pump rider. So then I go pay extra to get the sump pump rider. A couple of years later, floods again and floods again. I've got the sump pump rider, but the power had gone out. And you need, a, you need a backup battery generator. I didn't have the backup battery generator. And because the power was out and the water came in from the outside, they didn't cover that either. So what? I had to go. Where through, else I mean, with the water? Well, I guess a burst pipe was what you had insurance. Maybe. For. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. And then I managed to then I managed to flood another time and it was not able to collect in that one either just because the, the scale of it wasn't enough for my deductible. So, yeah, the, the insurance companies, it's it's so hard to get paid. Yeah, that is uh, that is tough. I have two sump pumps and I've got a battery backup. Awesome. Not fucking now, do around. You have two, do you have two separate pumps or two pumps in the same basin? Ooh, that's a good question. I got to go think about that. One basin or two? That's a, yeah. <laughs> I think it, I think it's one basin because although we didn't have it built. We didn't have the basement built with two two uh, basins. As much as I love basements, Charge, I'm ready to go back to how it was in North Carolina where they don't build basements. They just no, don't. they don't have them. No, unless, I don't unless know why, but they unless don't. The got South a, doesn't have basements. Right, because the water table down there with the sand-based soil. But uh, what, you know, certain sloped houses might have a lower level that walks out, but otherwise they don't do basements. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you and, yeah, you, you, your next home, you might be in a condo next. Who knows? I mean, your kids are getting out of the house. You could be in some <laughs> urban condo with bustling people. Who knows? 
You right. can go the exact opposite of the, the 10 acres you've got right now in the dueling football fields. I got to tell you, Charge, I, uh, I mowed this weekend, and this is the time of year, April, in which the grass is at its most glorious. The fewest mm. amount of weeds. It is just popped. It is resplendently green. It's all grass. It looks beautiful. It won't last, though. It's got until early June at the latest before it starts to go south. And that Why? is just because. Why would it go the, south then? It, the, uh, does it get burned up? Yeah. What? I don't understand. Heat, okay. heat, humidity, weeds. It just, your lawn just doesn't look as uniform. It's not as good. I mean, your lawn can if you've got a smaller lawn that you really treat with sprinklers and chemicals. I've got property, so my 10 acres, which is field yeah. grass that's just cut down to three and a half inches, it doesn't look better than it does right now. It is glorious now, but man, I, and, and I speaking of saving money, I pulled my own weeds today, and I had wow. vowed not to do that anymore. It's such a pain in the ass. It's so miserable. Over 10 acres? You're on no, your no, hands no. and knees pulling no. weeds? No, around the mulch beds, around the house. Okay, all right. And, and, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, and so I've kind of let it go just a bit, but here's the thing. I figured out if I could break it up into seven zones, I could spend no more than 20 minutes or no more than a half an hour in each zone. So for this next week, I'm going to go half an hour a day, just half an hour. I'm not going to rush to do an hour and a half of weeding and get exhausted. I'm going to do half yeah. an hour. I'm going to do one zone and quit. And then by the end of seven days, I will have cleaned all the beds around my house. And then if I go on a regular daily patrol of five minutes, I can pluck one, two, three, four weeds and be done. But sure. that's that's done. the sort of militant militants you need on them. I just don't feel like paying for landscaping right now. Just like you don't feel like paying for car insurance. Everybody's scrimping right now, except for my members of the Zabecast. Please don't scrimp for the five bucks a month. Thank you very much. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. I understand how that is. Everyone's scrimping right now. All right. Everybody is. Everybody is. Uh, so, I mean, by the way, sp- speaking of home projects, if I can for just a second. Yes. We just, we, uh, we painted, we repainted our entire main, main level. Oh, fuck. And, it, it, <laughs> um, I've learned, I wanted to, I want to pass along a couple of valuable tips that I've, I've always been a horrible painter. I finally got it mostly right this time. All right. Number Char- one, charges, no, home yes. painting tips, tip That's number right. one, pay number a one. professional. No, just kidding. That's my tip. Number one. <laughs> That's right. Which is what I've always done every time until now, but we figured we're stuck in the house by, you know, this is the perfect time to do it. So it is. we decided to try it. And we went over to Sherwin-Williams, got our paint. They said they've never been busier in the history of the company. So I think there are a lot of people doing this right now, a lot of people doing their home projects. Tip number one, have my wife do all the taping. Okay. It, that's it, Listen, the taping is – It's I hate the taping. This is the key thing about the taping. If my wife's not available to help you – don't get the blue tape. Get the green tape. The blue tape's what everybody uses, and it's terrible. The green tape is awesome. Frog tape, I believe, is what they call the green tape. I I believe you're right. I think it is frog tape. Get the green tape. Number two, spend the extra 20% on good paint. The good paint goes on smoothly and makes up it makes up for the difference of your inability to paint. That's huge. And then <laughs> your inability was, to paint. There's yes, ability in painting? There is ability in painting. And the last thing is this. I was roller guy. She was she was edges and she was taping and edges. I was roller guy. The whole thing with the roller, Zabe, is your only job is to smooth out the paint so that it is 
perfectly flat. That is the whole point. It should not be called a roller. It should be called a smoother. You are not applying paint. You are just really smoothing the paint out across the whole thing so that there are no defects in it. All right, but at some point, you have to apply the paint with the roller. It doesn't yes. jump. It doesn't jump on the no. ceiling or the walls by itself. Correct. So you you put it on. You put it on the roller, and then from that point on, all you're doing is smoothing it out, and you're trying to get it so that it is perfectly smooth on the wall. No, you know, no runs, no, no you know, drips, no edging, no runs, no, no, no drips, no errors, no like errors. Johnny Bench for Krylon That's spray right. paint back in the day. I remember it well. There you go. Well, and of course, but then you've got then you got the cloth, and you got the drop cloth, and you got yes. the the other stuff, and the furniture moving around, and then you got to make sure to not kick over the bucket or step in the tray or get <laughs> dri- and you get it's sweaty. You start or, or, sweating like crazy. It's all yeah. Oh, God, God bless you is, for doing it. And it's hard work. It is hard work. I actually, it's you know, um, when you're the roller filled with high quality, heavy paint, the roller is like four pounds, five pounds. And, you know, it's in your arm for two, three, four hours at a crack. That takes time. Sure. It hurt. That's, it, that's a workout. At least our version of workout. Here's the thing what? you don't want to do. Turn around and then sort of accidentally back into one of the wet walls. <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah. Did you do Take that it for me? Oh, okay. yeah, I did that. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, if you're if you're really trying to do something fancy, where you're 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 taping off lines to do a bottom third one color separating right. line, then something else, then it's even more involved. Correct. Now it's a now you've upped the ante significantly at that point. Yeah, and then of course the cleanup you got to get the paint thinner, and you got to wash the brushes, you got to dump the stuff out. But when you're done. And you then take away all the drop cloths. You put all the furniture back. I bet you stand in the middle of that room and you smell that little faint whiff mm-hmm. of paint. And you look at the walls and say, "God damn right, we just did that." High five, honey. That's what we exactly. That's what we did. We're looking at this, going, "The place looks great. This is fantastic." It was very, very exciting. Dare, and dare I a ask, real sense? Dare I ask what colors? Do you know the actual colors? They all come in these stupid ass names. No, they are such as um, like goose feather white and yeah. uh, olive drab. Well, that's probably not a good color. <laughs> that probably isn't a good color. <laughs> olive drab. No, that's um, ours. It was something beige, which sounds so boring, right? It was something like I don't know, sand dune beige. It was yeah. But, How about Irish cream or sensuous gray. It would, they would do that. Fawn Brindle is a name of a color. I'm looking at <laughs> Sherwin Williams paint colors. <laughs> I, I, we uh, when we moved in, the people that owned the house before us had basically green walls. So you oh, know, we had to. It, yeah, it it, it was going to happen. It was just a matter of time. Yeah, uh, I think I think one of the colors is called uh, broke homeowner. Uh, <laughs> Resolute blue. I'm on there. Uh, Sharon Williams. Languid blue. I'm in the blues Languid. right now. Gray's Harbor. Illusion. Honey, does the illusion, which is Sherwin Williams number code number 6241, look good to you? Or would you prefer windy blue? Windy blue or illusion? Windy or illusion? Looks the same to me. Just put it on the wall. <laughs> now, somebody makes a living naming those. I mean, there's got to be somebody whose sure, job it is to come sh- up with all those names. You, you sure that's like uh, Vince Croakneck, VP of paint names? 
Uh, you sure it's not just an intern or there's some algorithm that comes up with him? You know, if you're Sherwin-Williams, you're probably like, we're not spending money on a guy just to think of dumb names. Just put it through the computer. <laughs> it, it has a random – it's got a random adjective at the end of a color name. And they're – you know, so then they get, you know, like – coprophagus red or whatever you got it probably shouldn't use coprophagus uh but yes oh boy i don't even want to look that one up that's a new word to you me. should oh really you should look that up coprophagus brown would actually be more like the color you'd be painting with but that's a different story coprophagus. oh god jeez what is wrong with you what? <laughs> it's wrong uh, with you. Okay. Well, that's right. where Sherwin Williams has. To, they got to be smart. If you're just going to leave it up to the computer, you may end up putting coprophagus brown on the market for your paint. So, so you got to be careful. So about what's that. the other big paint makers? There's Sherwin Williams. Uh, Valspar. Valspar is a big one. Who else? Mm-hmm. Um. I wonder if some people swear by their preferred paint. I'm sure they do. I'm sure, people that paint a lot do a lot of interior oh, work. They're like, ah, I don't yeah, use that Valspar shit. It's no good. Right, right. Gotta use the old exactly. Sherwin Williams. Yep. All right. No doubt. Easter candy versus Halloween candy. Go. Easter candy sucks. I mean, mostly it's you get the rabbit, and if you know if you're like any normal person, the first thing you do is you you bite the eyes out and scream, "Stop staring at me!" <laughs> I mean, that's I mean that's what any normal person would do. I think, Phillips for you there. I think you're wrong. I think you're judging it on both the chocolate bunny, which is unimaginative, it's and, so boring, and on the the Easter peeps, which are to the me peeps. the peeps Ugh. are the most disgusting thing. Since yeah. the circus peanut candy, <laughs> that is another marshmallow-based candy. Uh, yes, the um, the peep is now. I have a friend who claims that the the proper way to eat the peep is to freeze the peep and then microwave the peep and oh. then eat the peep. What? But that seems like a lot of work for what is still essentially just two forms of sugar. Yeah. In it, that are they're laying on top of each other. Marshmallow is just sugar, and then a coated outside the marshmallow is. Sugar, that's yeah. it. I I'm not a, I'm not about the peeps at all. But if you love the peeps, then go. That's fine. A lot of people hate candy corn as well. Oh, I I hate it. You and I have talked about this before. Yeah. It's the candy corn. It's it's it looks like it's three different flavors, but it's not. It's all just <laughs> sugar. It all tastes just like sugar. It's a fraud. I that's I'll, a fraud candy. I will eat candy corn. I like it. I'm not going to say it's one of my favorites. Here's where I think Easter candy though is close the gap charge. They are coming up with hybrids of normal candy, such as there. My wife found, and this is dangerous. She found some Reese's Pieces eggs. It's a okay. normal. It's a it's a peanut butter inside only, like Reese's Pieces, but it's okay. in a mega sized egg. It's shaped like an egg, and it's got a thicker shell. <gasps> Oh, it's like a mega Reese's Pieces. I love Reese's Pieces, by the way. They're, they are one of my absolute favorites. This well, was a game changer of a candy. You also so have... Wait, 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 wait. Why is it different? Is it just the crunchier shell? Yes. I mean, it sounds like the same thing to me. Yeah, a mi- one millimeter extra of shell and a larger dose of uh, Reese's is unbelievable. It's so good. Plus, she got some special Easter egg flavored uh, thin uh, junior mints. 
which were mm-hmm. great. Like a lot of companies are still going, Hey, we want to end on the Easter game. Like we're just yeah, not going to, yeah. we're not going to give up the field, chocolate bunnies, peeps and, and jelly beans. Oh, have you had Starburst yes. jelly beans? I was just going to go there. The Starburst jelly beans are unbelievably good. They Best are, jelly bean ever. Well, jelly bellies are. Better than jelly belly. No. Oh, oh God, yes. No. God, yes. No, no shut up. The, have you had the, Have you had root beer jelly bellies? Have oh, you probably, had? Probably an inadvertently, right? I mean, I don't uh, like the mystery of the <laughs> jelly belly at all. There, there's like half it's of them I don't mystery. even, I would never want to no, eat. No, you go buy the flavor in bulk at your own leisure. At the candy store, it's super expensive, but who the hell cares? Have you ever had toasted marshmallow jelly bellies? Yeah, I don't, I don't care for that. Uh-huh. But this, we're back to it's a uh-huh. peep again. You're basically no, having a peep not. again. It's, no, it's it's not. It's the flavor of toasted marshmallow, but it's in a jelly bean form factor. How about have you ever had maple syrup? Pancake oh God! Jelly bellies. No. Oh God! That sounds horrible. It's no. Deli- what kind of jelly beans do you like then? Starburst jelly beans, and by the way, new this season for this Easter, jumbo size. I I'm not I, sure I want jumbo. I want I want more in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> I if I, I if I like and if I like snip, some uh, snip Starburst, I want more in my mouth. Charge if, if I want some <laughs> Starburst jelly beans, I would like to have more Starburst oh jelly beans. Oh, I want the jumbo. I've never, I only learned this just now that they have the jumbo. I want this. There's a lot of Easter. And plus, there is no Halloween equivalent of the Cadbury egg. Are you a fan of the Cadbury egg? I haven't had one in 20 years. Now, it's got something goopy on the inside. And yes. I'm not saying that in a bad way, right? I it's, mean, there's something runny on the inside. It's kind of, it's kind of disgusting. It's like, it's like a jizz filled egg, but it's candy jizz. It's, it's sugary jizz. It's really creamy really? inside and delicious. They also have a caramel egg now. So if you really? like, yo, yeah. Right. Where you been? Where you been? Charles? I don't know. I haven't had one. I don't, I don't, I'm not a big candy eater, okay. but I, I did not know about this. Although I knew plenty about the Starburst jelly beans. I can assure you. All right, last thing for you, and then we'll wrap it up today. Have you seen the animal videos from around the world where all these exotic animals now, because of the lockdown, are now venturing into backyards, neighborhoods, downtown streets, and you're like, holy shit, what's going on? It's one of the great sort of uh, uh, oddball phenomenons because of this. I saw a whole herd of bighorn sheep in someone's yard in Las Vegas. And the joke was, hey, I thought the Raiders were moving to Vegas, not the Rams. <laughs> wow. And, and it was it was the bighorn sheep that were just like, well, there's no humans around, so let's go find something to eat. And they were noshing on somebody's boxwoods in their backyard. What? Incredible. Yes. That's the, crazy. There's videos of seals and sea lions just down the middle of streets. Look for what? it. Yes, look for it worldwide. Animals. No way. Yeah, of course they are. Animals have figured out. They're like, where are all these human assholes? Where's all the traffic? I don't know. You know, that does that not kind of put us in our place? We're so transient. We're going to be gone in, you know, we'll be gone and it'll, it'll go right back to society. The world go right back to the animals. They're just waiting <laughs> us out, Zabe. You think so? Yeah, they're, think, just, they're just waiting. You know, there there still is... I think last I checked, 7 billion of us. 
And we are still, even though we are selfish and vain and destructive and manipulating and conniving, we are still the smartest animal on the planet. I hate to say it. I think we'll I think we'll outlive them. But for now, they're having a field day. These animals, that's for sure. Anything Love else it. you want to add on the way out the door, my friend? Um, seismologists, similarly, seismologists are now able to record the the planet. Uh, you know, they're able to record like seismic activity without having all of us screwing up the data. And because we're not driving, we're not moving, and so they're getting they're getting what is ultimately going to be like the the control for all the seismic activity. The control data when nobody wow. was moving and no cars were on the streets and there was no human activity, they can dig now have control numbers for uh, for all of us. And have you seen the photos of downtown Los Angeles? Unbelievable! Stunning. It's weird. And of course, you know the central planners, the the central planners of the People's Republic of California is they're going <laughs> to look at this and they're going to come up with a cockamamie scheme to try to make Sundays no driving Sundays just for air quality and we'll see how popular that is when this is oh, all over. They would there too. It's not it is very it's possible they'll do it. For right. sure. Charge. You're the best. You're the best, buddy. Thanks for your time. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, let me end on this today. So apparently Dak Prescott had a birthday party with Zeke Elliott and some other friends, and it was a hell of a party during what should have been mandatory social distancing. And of course, the photos got out on social media, and of course, people made a big deal of it. And of course, Mike Florio, of uh, who else would? is now banging the drum on how irresponsible this is. And intimating, although I haven't read him, I just said this on Twitter, I said, so who's the first writer who's going to demand that Roger Goodell suspend Dak Prescott for violating social distancing? As if that was anywhere in the fucking CBA. (laughs) Uh, And of course, Florio is already dancing around it and making a big deal of it. And... You just say to yourself, what a woke bitch he is. I mean, seriously. Yeah, we need to find out from Dak. We need to hear from him. I don't want to hear from his agent. He better confess to this. It's almost like Florio has become the number one male Karen. We should just call him Karen Florio. Because what a snitch he is. And to think that he was formerly a lawyer. Oh, man. He had to have been a worse lawyer than Saul Goodman. In fact, I'm sure he was. Saul Goodman was just morally bankrupt and would do anything to get his... But he was a very good morally bankrupt attorney. Mike Florio must have been absolutely terrible. But okay, yeah, let's get to the bottom of that. The police apparently uh, said they were unaware of any such party. To which Florio is like, unaware or unwilling to investigate. Yeah, the local police in Texas are going to forcibly break up or cop to or start an investigation into something to get the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys in trouble? Yeah, I don't think so. All right, that's enough for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for downloading. I'm just absolutely uh, grateful as all get out that you guys are still downloading in strong, strong, as good as ever, basically, during this coronavirus lockdown, self-quarantine, whatever it is. Thanks to uh, uh, Charge for joining me today. Remember, you can subscribe to Get Friday. That means five days of me, not just four. 
It's 16 cents a day. And if you have to scrimp these days and cut me out, okay, fine. Otherwise, if you can support during this time, I do appreciate it. I'm making sure to support as many people as I can. Tipping extra generous when I get takeout and more. Rate and review so our algorithmic overlords bless our crops and this podcast. Have a great Monday, and I will see you tomorrow.